0: Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony.
1: And I'm your co-host, Indida. We're based in Washington, D.C., with leading discussions on topics
0: surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art, with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. All right, family welcome to another show of creative habits podcast. Um, we have a very, very, very special guest today. Um, a mentor, um, a, a teacher, a, a second mom, like, uh, words can't express how much this person means to me and, uh, everything she has done for me and, and, uh, a plethora of other people, man, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, I am introducing to you, Miss Clay, a person who doesn't really need an introduction, but you know, let's get it. Um, Isis Clay is an actress, uh, director, a teacher, artist. Um, her original productions uh, include Standing on the Edge and Sculpting Clay, How I Became Mother of Unicorns, um, she's toured locations all over the U.S. Um, Isis is an inaugural member of assistant director fellowship for people of color uh, adventure theater um, and has directed for schools theaters and community organizations uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, Isis how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm really happy to be here, man. Really happy to to hear your voice and see your face.
0: <laughs> how how have you uh been coping with this um this crazy quarantine pandemic, staying in the house and all that?
1: Ooh, so <laughs> in the beginning, this this like everyone, I'm sure, it was a blow. And so there was a bit of a trauma response that happened. It's crazy. Like I shut all the way down. You know, I was in February, I was kind of on a high. I uh, had just wrapped my my first solo show um, that you spoke about, uh, (laughs) Sculpting Clay or How I Became Mother of Unicorns. And then all of a sudden, bam, here we go, with COVID. And, you know, I was on that high and it just the bottom kind of fell out. So, you know, as a creative, as an artist, it is especially hard because you know theaters closed all the way up you know film studios closed all the way up and so there was no work um outside work to be had and to, and honestly during that time during the first two three months i don't even know if i would have had the brain with the emotional you know store, mm-hmm. to kind of do anything anyway so so yeah but you know recently and it's probably been within the next, last month or so um i've been getting my mojo back
0: (laughs) nice 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 yeah
1: yeah and trying to you know get projects that were on the back burner you know getting them going again
0: so has it um i guess hurt your creativity or enhanced it have you take the time out to maybe write or think of some new concepts to uh achieve or pursue
1: great great question so um it definitely hurted in the beginning because, like I said, I just shut all the way down as a trauma response
0: almost.
1: Not almost as a trauma response. But, again, recently it's been like a spark. And I can't really tell. Well, you know what? I can tell when it happened. Mm. Um, it was right when the unrest in, in D.C. was at mm. its peak. Mm. And um, I felt like I was in the bed with covers over my head for for months and I was looking at the news and one of uh, my former students um, hit me on the phone and he was like, I just want to let you know I'm okay. Um, I was arrested last night, but I'm
2: out, Wow. but I'm
1: out and I just needed to kind of hear your voice. I just needed to kind of connect and just let you know that I'm okay. Of course, I had no idea this was going on, but when he hit me with that, I realized that uh, my former students, a lot of them were on the front lines Mm. and I couldn't bury my head in the sand anymore. You know, I I could not ignore the world anymore. Yeah. And so that's when I started really saying, nah, nah, I gotta get back in the game. I, I have to, to show up because I think that's that's half the battle right there is just showing up. Yeah. Um so so yeah and it, it just sparked something um before all of this like I said my solo show existed as a solo show. Um but in this and in, in the COVID talks in schools and the craziness that's going on as far as, you know, trying to rush people back into schools. It's the schools, let me be clear, rush teachers and students yeah. back to schools. Um, I started thinking, you know, and really thinking about my journey. And there's a lot, a lot of trauma in schools, and it's not just the students yeah a lot of times we focus on them and so i wanted and i started thinking about creating something specifically for teachers um specifically to address their secondary traumatic stress Mm -hmm. and you know their compassion fatigue and so that's what i'm working on now okay Um, yeah yeah developing a course um so i've kind of had to put my businesswoman hat on um along with my creative hat Mm. that's that's I'm in the thick of that now because there's so much that needs to be done. And, um, I was telling my husband the other day that I feel like my, my ministry is connection. Yeah. Um, it, being able to connect with, with people, not just students, but with people. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of needed to <laughs> get up out the bed with the you know, the covers covering my head and actually mm. get to work, get to work.
0: It's definitely um, extremely an extremely sad circumstances uh, for teachers, especially I know a few who had to um, retire early because of funds have, uh, I guess, been cut or people with like pre existing uh, health conditions uh, had to, uh, I guess, quit their jobs, basically. Because you you don't know what's going to happen uh, once like everyone goes back to school, so it's it's definitely traumatic and
1: yeah, and not even that it's like you know these people dedicated their lives to children Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: and to be forced out in the ways that you were talking you know that you're talking about again in in and of itself it's traumatic so it's, it's not just you know it's the loss of my livelihood but it's also the loss of that connection. Mm. You know that they work so hard to foster in a lot of cases, Um, and and those who still stay, dealing with the trauma that their students are feeling in Mm. this—the the 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 unknowing—the this this huge, vast. Pit of unknowing right now is what I call it. you know yeah. no one knows anything we're just kind of making it up on the fly as we go because this is unprecedented um, in our time so with the social unrest with with the atrocities that continue to happen against black and brown people, yeah. you know it compounded with this deadly pandemic mm. you know teachers
0: and lack of leadership in uh, political offices. Come on now, (laughs) come on,
1: come on. It's
0: a lot lot of layers to this cake right now. (laughs) Gotta
1: say it, yes, (laughs) exactly, exactly. And so the people that we lean on, we have to kind of understand that they kind of need some support too. Yeah. They kind of need some support. And so how can I use my art? How can I use my voice, um, my experiences to kind of help someone else? To
0: kind of yeah. help. You know? I mean, the only um, upside to the situation that I foresee is that um, through trauma, there's always really good art for the voiceless, you know, and um, indeed, I'm happy to see how people um, translate their surroundings into art and how it would, how it, it will influence future generations.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm
1: absolutely absolutely yeah this is this is a time of great unrest but it's also a time of great creativity yeah you know, and, and opportunity yeah for
0: that. uh let's get on a lighter note um tell, <laughs> <Okay>. us, <laughs> tell us a little bit uh more about your background like how was isis created
1: Ha, how was isis created
0: yeah, yeah. Well,
1: she, she was birthed from the head of Colorado. um so I'm, I'm from north carolina uh i'm a country girl and i have no problems saying that i love being a country girl i yeah. I um like but when i was growing up i was always the weirdo
2: mm. so mm.
1: yeah like other people had uh ambitions to do I don't know, just other things. but I always had this weird and wacky sense of style, weird and wacky, you know thoughts. Mm. And so I always kind of felt like a little bit of an outsider, a little bit. And um, so I went to college. I started at Howard University.
0: Nice, h u.
1: H u And I was there for one year, one mm. year <laughs> when the funds ran out. Yeah. So I transferred to North Carolina Central University, Eagle Pride. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Eagle Pride. And um, I majored in theater. Well, actually, I majored in theater at Howard and then, you know, transferred uh, to Central. Mm. And uh, in the process of going through college, um, ISIS was kind of born in that. Um, However,
0: Mm.
1: I fell in love.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Love will get you. I fell in love, and I got married, mm. and I had a baby. Mm. Um, with my husband, also came my bonus daughter, and mm-hmm. so it was kind of like add Isis and stir. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have a family, you know, you got to make sure that you can provide for that family.
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely, I know yes. what you mean.
1: <laughs> yes, and and a new actress. Um, we had just moved to, to the DMV area, to the Maryland right. in Maryland, and I had no connections, you know, I wasn't really making any gigs, making any money. So I kind of fell bass backwards, as they say, <laughs> into, into education, um, as a teacher for the Maryland department of juvenile justice
0: <laughs> teaching oh. theater.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I never knew
0: that. Did, you didn't, no, no, I never knew that.
1: Yeah, I taught with uh, DJ J for uh, three, four years. Mm. Um, it, funny story, my husband, this is, I'm telling you all my business, but mm. my husband and I both went for the same job and they, uh, they liked us both. So they created a position for me nice. um, to, teach, to teach drama uh, to the students that were at Shelton and Waxer facilities. Mm. And I loved it. I loved it and then I hated it. Mm. And I hated it because it's not set up for rehabilitation and I hate that word with this, but it's not set up to help. Yeah. The system is not set up to help and it was very clear. I loved the young people that I got to work with, but I hated that I saw them. It was like a, a cycle,
0: yeah. Like yeah, a
1: cycle. It kept coming back, kept coming back. Um, and I realized that I really wasn't able to help the way I wanted to. And honestly, my heart was breaking. Yeah. So I went to public school <laughs> and, uh, and, and taught theater there, um, until that got a lot because mm. while it wasn't, you know, my, my young people, um, in DJJ, it was a lot of other things. And so um, I left the classroom after 15 years and yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, it was actually my my son that kind of hit me up and he was like, okay, yeah, you know, you been teaching, mm -hmm, but we're out of the house now. So you gonna use this as an excuse (laughs) (laughs) to to teach? What you gonna do? So yeah, I just, I uh, went out and did act. I've been doing acting and directing um, full-time for the last two and a half years. So th- going on three years now, so so yeah.
0: So, so what um, lured, lured you to acting in the first place? Was it like something you, you want, always wanted to do as a, a young kid or um, did you have any like favorite influences in theater or movies or anything like that?
1: Yeah, you know, from, it was one of those things that it was always in me.
0: Literally
2: mm.
1: always in me. I can't ever think of a time when I didn't want to be an actress. Um then, you know, there was a time when I was like, eh, maybe I'll be a veterinarian, mm-hmm. but the thought was I'll be a veterinarian who acts, <laughs> you know, and so um so it, that that's always been there. Now I will tell you, the only person that I have ever, ever fangirled on is Felicia Rashad. She yeah. is my yeah oh my gosh i saw her in cat on a hot tin roof on broadway and uh we went to the the stage door Mm. you would have thought i don't know what i like lost all of me all manner of speech Mm. (laughs) i know she looked at me like who is this crazy woman but there's something her grace um her talent you know it's just it all has always called to me
0: i mean um i think well my first introduction to miss uh felicia Rashad was um the Cosby show. Yes. And you could really tell that she had a stage presence mm-hmm. during the show the way she carried herself and um her acting was was phenomenal and it still is to this day.
1: Indeed. Indeed. She's uh transcended into some directing and she's kind of spread wings over the years and um uh, mm-hmm. she's just I'm just a fangirl. <laughs> I'm a fangirl. Um But there's so many great artists out there um Paige Hernandez is one of my uh I don't know I I don't want to call her a mentor she's Mm. definitely a friend but I've been like kind of patterning things after her uh she's a she's a multi-hyphenate artist
2: Mm.
1: she's an actress and a director and a playwright um, in DC she actually gave me my first Um, professional gig as a stage manager Um, wow
0: Wow. yeah
1: touring stage manager uh for her one woman show page in full Mm. and you know we traveled all around the country and and uh she really inspired me to create my own work and um showed me that it it was possible Mm. to create your own work and to make a living as as a creative as an actress as a multi-hyphenate creative and um so yeah i i definitely um lean heavily on her influences as do a lot of i'm finding a lot of people in the dc region um they're like oh yes Paige is amazing because she is
0: (laughs) um do you find that um it's harder it's it's harder to um i guess to connect to other artists in this area rather than like new york or california
1: Oh, no. That's one thing I love about the D.C. area. Um, Every audition that I go to, Mm -hmm. most auditions that I go to, and and I'll explain why that I put that caveat there. Um, It almost feels like a family reunion. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I don't get that feel of, you know, I want you to stay over there because we're going for the same role. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. I saw you in X, Y, and Z and you were awesome. And oh my man, we gotta get together. So there especially, especially with black artists in DC, the black, you know, actors, the black directors, the black creatives in DC, I feel like there's this sense of camaraderie. Yeah. That you don't see. You know, when I audition in New York, um, when I audition in Philly, I don't really see that amongst the you know it's like
0: each person for their own like i gotta get it it's very competition based
1: yeah it feels like that to me um but not in dc and i think that's why i've stayed so long and and why it's so hard to leave is because the the people in dc are you know there's a heart there Mm. hard to leave
0: that's great. Um, how do you how do you decide which of your creative ideas are worth pursuing?
1: Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> <And> it's, a, <laughs> it's a question that I don't quite know how to answer because I am the type that I put everything on the table. Mm. And I try to work on things at the same time, which is not good. At all, <laughs> you know, I have, at any given time, I have like 12 different tabs open on my computer and I'm like doing all these things. Um, now, I will say in the process of writing and then rehearsing um, the solo show, Sculpting Clay, mm. um, I put everything to the side because I knew that this was a story that one was near and dear to my heart. Um, it started out as a love letter to my to my students.
2: Mm.
1: That kind of morphed into something else, um, but I felt like it needed all of me um, because I had put so much time into creating Mrs. Clay in yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, that it kind of she needed. I don't want to say closure because. Uh, i'm still mrs clay to a lot of people um but she needed kind of that and so um but other than that it's it's really a thing where my mind is always going and i'm always like jotting down you know if i'm working on this project a thought will come and i'm like oh okay and i'm jotting down about this other project um so
0: so how how long does it usually take well it's kind of a loaded question how long does it usually take for you to finish a product a project and are you like satisfied when it's all and done like uh after it's written after you um pursued it on stage like does it do you feel like a a sigh of relief after it's done
1: yeah great question so um i started writing sculpting clay or how i became mother of unicorns in the summer that I left um, the classroom. So it was Mm. 2018, yeah, two years, Um, 2018.
2: Mm.
1: And I did a reading for it in August. So I started writing it in June. I did a reading at the Kennedy Center um, of it in August. And then I got this amazing opportunity to workshop it in New York um, in summer. And so it was a thing where I was working on it for almost a year and a half before it actually was put on its feet for Hmm. real at the Atlas Performing Arts Center in DC um, in uh, February. So when I finished it, when I did it, there was a sense of, I don't wanna say relief. It was a sense of pride that I was able to kind of take it from a kernel of an idea and then stage it but it was also a sense of of, there was love there because i I looked back and saw all the people who really poured into the project and who really believed in the project um, Mm -hmm. because it was not you know a one-woman show one woman wrote it and one woman performed it but there's so many people who poured their talents and poured their thoughts into making it happened so when i took my you know my curtain call my bow there was this overwhelming feel of a feeling of love mm. of being loved of loving this journey of of loving who i had become because of it so
2: yeah
0: yeah i could see it in my head uh becoming very emotional. <laughs> I know uh, when things hit you deeply, it, it definitely hits. Um, from your experience, what would you have? Uh, do you have any advice for anyone who's trying to like, uh, get where you are today?
1: Absolutely. Trust your instincts. Um, a lot of people think that it needs it needs to happen now. Mm. You no. Know? Um, there's a sense of urgency that i gotta get it now i have to do it now i have to um and i felt that early on but the piece that i'm most proud of that the two pieces that i'm most proud of was born from my my uh i don't know sidetrack so, you know, I got I was going to be an actress. I was going to be an actress. it was going to be amazing. And I, that's all I wanted to do. But I ended up having to take this side road that I thought was leading me just away from my dreams.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And instead, what it did was it enriched it mm. and it created art that never would have gotten birthed. Right. Had I, you know, taken another path. And so I always say that although the path is crooked, it's perfect.
0: Yeah yeah
1: and and so have faith in that in that path um don't let anyone deter you from you know from what you know in your heart like i said you know i i can never think of a time when i didn't want to be an actress didn't want to be in the arts um didn't want to direct and when you have that in your heart. That's kind of, in, in my opinion, that's kind of like the voice of God saying that's your purpose. That's what you should be doing. Um, but don't be afraid to kind of take that path of, of uh, that may seem like it's taking you away because you never know where it's going to lead you.
0: Absolutely. Um, what they say, it's not the destination, but the uh, the path you take, you know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, God give us these uh different paths for a reason, you know? It helps mold us and um, become better people, you know? So um, I really appreciate why you said that. Um, what do you consider your greatest achievement is, as of yet?
1: <laughs> so I'm an actress, I'm a director, but my greatest achievement has been my children. Yes. Um, I have two, two children, two, Oh my gosh, adult children that still make me feel (laughs) like, oh, whoa, whoa, these are grown, grown tail people. But um, yeah, it's it's them. Um, They've been my greatest achievement, but I also feel like my legacy, um, when I left the classroom, there was a bit of of sadness Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was leaving my legacy behind. And then through conversations with my therapist and through conversations with different people, I realized that my legacy is all the people that I've taught.
0: Yeah. And yeah. all of
1: all the lives that I've touched, I've been blessed to touch. And um, so, so, yeah, there, there, there's a bit of that too. You know, my, my greatest achievement will always be my, my two children and Cameron and Bria, um, but my legacy. I think, our, our, li- my legacy lies in you. My legacy oh. lies in... Oh, in- man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you big baby, don't cry. <laughs> but no, seriously, it, it, I, I honestly believe that. And, and I look at all of your lives and I, I'm just so proud and so feel so blessed that I was able to have just a small chapter in your lives.
0: Um, I believe... This is just for me. I truly believe that um, every student that you taught, um, even though they were naturally and, and and structurally great already, it's like you put a little bit of like seasoning on them just to like <laughs> make them blossom, bloom even more, you know, whether it's like Jamal, Kashena, Stephanie, especially Clayton, he's definitely doing this. Uh. thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's like your influence um, and your teachings and the structure that you had in the classroom um, has led to like their career, and it's and it's amazing.
1: I, I ex I will accept that. Thank you for <laughs> that. However, it's not just the ones who uh, went went off to become amazing actors and directors. Yeah. And creatives, you know, um, there's so many students who um, didn't take the the arts path, yeah. And um, I hear back from them, and it was really about the safe space. Absolutely provided, you know. The teaching, yes. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. Um, But like I said before, I feel like. My ministry is really in connecting, mm. in connection, and um I just wanted to be the teacher that I
2: needed—someone
1: yeah. you know, who listened, who didn't judge, who allowed young people to just bloom in their own time, mm. um, with within parameters, because you know the clay brow is a thing. I, I've been told, <laughs> you know. The,
0: <laughs> <little> I remember <laughs> that i remember that
1: <laughs> it was a thing, but you know of just just creating that space of 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 love of of understanding and because um,
0: mm.
1: that's that's the best place to grow
0: i mean um it definitely was it felt like a community mm-hmm. you know that we can like a little tribe that helped us feel safe from the noise outside of you know vpa mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and, um i definitely enjoyed myself and you weren't afraid to uh let us know what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we were uh doing what we were supposed to do you know, that's why I, it was like and we saw you we saw you pretty much every day of this mm-hmm. the school week you know you were like mm-hmm. a a second mom for real, for real to mm-hmm. me you know mm-hmm. so um I just want to let you know that if I don't say it a hundred times, I definitely appreciate you (laughs) uh, you. for that. Um, Are you are you creatively satisfied?
1: Mm. Am I creatively satisfied? I'm gonna answer that in a no,
0: Mm.
1: Um, because it's a double edged sword. Yes. I feel like I'm in a place where I can explore all of those things that I've always wanted to explore creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but that satisfaction to me sometimes lulls, lulls me into not doing, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. you know, This false sense of just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just chill. I don't have to do whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't
1: ever wanna be in a place of, of satisfaction because it just you know I always want more I always want to be better I always want to do better I always want to help more um and so because of that I feel like there's so much more work to be done
2: mm.
1: um so yeah it's kind of like a double-edged sword I'm happy where I am creatively am I satisfied with where I am you know? nah because there's more Absolutely. There's more to do. There's more to write. There's more to, you know, to direct. There's more to, to more shows and film and, and things to act in. So, yeah.
0: Um, if anyone, this is a random question. If anyone could play you in a movie, who would you like to, uh, be in that role?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So like the story of like my life yeah, or like, yeah. me now. Okay. So then it would probably be three people.
0: Okay.
1: It would probably be three people. Um so young me, and this is you're gonna expose me here because (laughs) I am not very good with names. Okay. (laughs) So um the young lady, she plays on blackish. She's
0: Oh, um I know exactly what you're talking about. Um youngest daughter. Oh, the youngest one? Oh, okay, Yeah, yeah. With the glasses? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I,
1: I was a weirdo, and I think that she could really embody that, not because that's who she is, but I've seen some of her work, and I'm like, she can really, like, bring home the weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love one of my students to play, like, middle me,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I don't know who that would be, you know? Would it be... Oh my God, I am not, you not going to lull me <laughs> into choosing one of them. No, nah, go, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's just between you and me. Just me, and you just and me. See
1: the two of us? Yeah, yeah No, nah. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Um, and then, you know, the, the future me or the me now, uh, I think, you know, oh, I take that back. Taraji P. Henson, Henson would make a real good Mrs. Clay. Oh, really? I think she could do a mean clay brow. I think yeah. she could. I think she I could agree. Do that off.
2: Um,
1: um, as far as me now, I don't know. You know, my you know, my first go-to would be, even though she's so much she's older than I am, but Alicia was shy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she can
1: act whatever. But you know, that's the future me. She played the future me. Mm. Uh yeah. Yeah. I think that would be it. What is, I can't think of that young lady's name, and that's going to bother me.
0: Uh, I'll have to, I don't have my phone handy, but I will definitely, uh, you know, oh. Google it or whatever. But um, I'm pretty sure it will be an awesome, awesome, awesome film to watch.
1: <laughs> Marsai. that's her name. Marsai.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, I had to look it up because there was no way I was going to be like, throw her name out hurt, <laughs> and not have her name.
0: And she, I think she's doing really well. She has her own production company and, and, and everything. Driven. Man, I'm so proud of like black creativity right now. Ooh, it's,
1: it's, yes. it's
0: getting crazy.
1: Yes, it's always been crazy. I feel like it's not this sudden sur- you know, surge of, of black excellence and black art. I feel like because of the way the, the world is right now, mm. It's finally starting to get the shine that it always deserved. Mm. You know, we've always mm. been both. always. Yeah. But you know, the the gatekeepers of Hollywood and the gatekeepers of Broadway and 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 the stage, you know, we really weren't able to get our stories in the way they deserved
0: to be. I mean, and it's definitely a, a, a out, outdated. Uh mentality gatekeepers with like streaming services and you could buy a professional camera for Walmart and and Target and like, you know, get you a computer and you could write a script and, and, and make your own movie. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. And, um, that I'm loving it. Um, the last couple of years of teaching the last couple of, uh, cohorts, excuse me, of students saw a surge of that of them mm. making their own content, you know, and putting it on uh, Instagram and putting it on, um, what was it before? Well, putting it on Twitter mm-hmm. um, and different social media outlets. And so I was so proud. I was like, yes, don't wait. And so in the last like five years of my teaching, I was like, you don't have to wait for anybody. Matter of fact, don't wait for anybody to give you permission to do your art form. Right. You had everything you need right inside of you.
0: Look at Issa Rae. She's on HBO with Thank her own you. content. Yeah. And Thank started you. on YouTube. On a YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you had any uh, mentors along your journey?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, like I, I mentioned Paige Hernandez.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, absolutely. Early on, um, Linda Dakin's Brock. She was one of my professors at Central. And uh, she was the one that broke <clears throat> me down to build me up. Mm you know, um, broke a lot of habits, bad habits, um, and then picked me up off the floor and built me back up. A lot of people don't like that method, but she was the one and I, she was awesome in that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, Goldie Patrick. And so there are people who are like, even like younger than me that I still consider mentors. Goldie Patrick, uh, Mm. she, she ran a theater company, Fresh Inc., um, that was for young young black girls mm. and watching her create this space for for these young black girls. Um, she was actually the one that um, I did the reading through, the first reading of my solo show at the Kennedy Center. She okay. was the one that made space for me. Um, she was like, you coming out of the classroom? Cool. What do you need? Mm. Um, she's been such a a great example of, how community should support and you know i i want to model that after her um yeah lady dana dd oh my gosh she's she's my spiritual you know (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i follow her um she's she's amazing amazing if you haven't followed her on on uh instagram or facebook look her up um lady dana dd and um yeah. So,
0: um, do you feel a responsibility to create something bigger than yourself?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like that is the. I feel like that's the purpose of art. You know, when when we just create art just for us, mm-hmm. it becomes very um, self-indulgent, mm. and and it just it doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, Art should be teaching, art should be showing. You know, one of the first things that I I taught y'all, you know, from the acting playbook was, you know, holding that mirror up to Mm. life, you know, and reflecting itself back um, so that we can learn um, about ourselves. And so, so absolutely, it must be bigger than me it must be bigger than me and when it become when it's not then it's not done yeah it's not done you know of course it starts with you you have the idea especially if you're writing something it start you know it's born out of your mind mm. but how is it serving how is it serving people how is it serving your community how is it serving the world what is mm. it saying if it's not saying anything then it's trash to me mm.
0: What's the last thing that made you proud of your accomplishments?
1: The last thing that made me proud of my accomplishments. Oh, wow. Um, You know, it's social media, bless its little heart, um, (laughs) you know, allows me to stay in contact with a lot of former students
2: hmm
1: and on random days like a random Tuesday a random day when I'm just like not my best yeah it never fails that a former student will hit me up and will say you know hey thanks <laughs> or hey I just left this class and um yeah, I knew everything they were talking about. Nobody else did, but, but I knew. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just, hey, I'm having a tough day. Can you pray with me? Yeah. And the, it reminds me that those teaching years weren't in vain mm. and they weren't a derailment. They were very necessary and very important. And so, it's, I don't know if it's, I say that because that happened on, what's today? Today's Wednesday? No, today's Tuesday, it happened on on Sunday. I got one of those and it it kind of brought me to tears because I'm so proud of of the artistic journey, the the journey period that's been taken. Um, As far as the big artistic thing that I was most proud of, February. When I was able to take it from a seed of an idea to a fully staged production with an audience that stood on its feet afterwards, Mm. you know that it resonated with. I looked out in the audience and there were people like crying, they were sobbing, and I'm like, oh my, okay. First of all, I didn't mean to make you cry, but (laughs) thank you because it touched you. You know, something in my story touched you, and and like the last question if it doesn't touch someone else, if it doesn't teach someone else, then it's it's trash.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was most proud of that creatively. I
0: think I just have uh, two more questions to ask you. Um, Is there anything that you're still learning, like anything new about the process?
1: Always, always. you always have to, you have to continuously study in order to Mm. be creative. The Learning never stops. Um, but like I was saying before, I'm transitioning a little bit, um, because of how COVID has kind of positioned the world. Um, so I'm learning a lot about being a legit businesswoman Mm. and, um, learning the ins and outs of social media marketing and, and the ins and outs of, of, um, Creating courses, even though I've written curriculum for you know public school, creating courses that you sell yeah. online, um, you know the ins and outs of actually making that, you know tech-wise. So I'm I'm always learning, always learning.
0: I feel that um, a lot more uh, people would choose to do homeschooling now because they're not really sure what's going on with the future if we'll ever get a vaccine or Mm -hmm. if something else crazy happens so i believe that um creating a business in homeschooling will be very key Mm -hmm. for like entrepreneurial spirits
2: Mm.
1: yeah um i was just on a on a call because zoom of course is is life now (laughs) (laughs) um i was just on a call and a couple of the women um it was a business call. They're doing that. They're creating um, things for homeschool. Um, my my business. What I'm what I'm doing now is really focused more on on educators, on teachers, hmm. and um, creating that support system for them. And, and honestly, it very well may be, you know, for parents as well who who find themselves as teachers in a homeschool situation. Um, But but really, it's it's for educators now that are going through so, so, so much and and shoring them up and making sure that they are able to take care of themselves so that they can show up as their best self.
0: Mm. Um, Quick question. How do you think um, Students doing home, how do you think Homeschooling for students, especially if they're like the only child, how you, how do you think that will affect the social interaction with people of the future, especially because we're all on our phones, everything we do is uh, through social media. Um, and we a lot of us, especially me being the only child, needed social interaction outside of the home. How do you think that's going to uh, affect future people, or future kids?
2: yo
1: that's that's a big concern um my prayer is that we don't say we don't stay in this space much longer
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that we're able to get a handle on this thing so that we can you know go back and <laughs> and be social with people because that's a big thing you know if all your connection with someone is through the screen through a mm-hmm. Zoom you can have as many You know group chats with friends as as you but it's still not the same it still doesn't do the job of one-on-one connection and and being able to touch someone and being able to play tag and and energy and Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't take the place of that so if we are in this space much longer i think it's going to have a huge impact now I am an optimist in a lot of ways because I'm like, okay, if we get it within the next eight months, we're able to get it together, then it's a blip in their, in their lives. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where we can kind of try to make up for it and, and, uh, and socialization afterwards. But yeah, man, that's a big thing. That's a big deal. And I don't have the answers. I wish I did.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a scary topic, especially for um, parents who have to go to work, essential workers and whatnot, and may not have the means to pay for child care and all that. So, I don't know. It's, it's it's a sticky topic. Um, one last question. Um, how can we learn more about your projects in the future?
1: Oh, cool. So, um, I have two websites. One is my uh, my acting and directing website, and. Um, It's www.isisclay.com, A-Y-E-S-I-S-Clay.com. The other one is the website for my business, and it's called SculptedClayProductions.com. Just spelled Mm. all the way out, S-C-U-L-P-T-E-D, Sculpted Clay Productions. So depending on, you know, the realm, you can always find me on social media. All of my social media is just Isis, A-Y-E-S-I-S. And... I've been hanging out a lot more in, in Instagram these days, but
2: uh,
1: but uh, I, I also kind of stay active in, in Facebook, um, Twitter. Eh, maybe yeah, you'll catch me there. I'm
0: not much of a Twitter guy, but Instagram you'll catch me all day long. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Same. Mm.
0: But um, I just want to thank you once again for joining us, man. Much appreciated. Uh, You've been, you've had a great impact on my life and many others. And um, just from the bottom of my heart, man, this is nothing but love from from this end, man. Nothing but love.
1: Awesome, thank you. And, and nothing but love coming from this end, man. You know that. Nothing but love. You're a part of my, my unicorn tribe.
0: Hey, I'm a unicorn. I'm a black <laughs> unicorn. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> this is my, uh, my logo for my business. That's um, sweet. So yeah, yeah, so you're, you're part of my tribe.
0: Oh man, I appreciate it, man, I appreciate it. Um, but uh, just thank you and um, I'll definitely keep in contact and keep you posted on uh, anything of the future and whatever's going on.
2: Please do, please do.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> Have a good one.
2: You too.